Hey folks, it's uh, me again, Jason. Whatsoever is true, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you're having a great day and you're enjoying the Lord and all the blessings that he gives us. Today's subject is faith or tyranny. And we're going to look at a little bit of the things going on in America as it, it continues to embrace secular humanism and its odd form of social Marxism that, that the left has embraced and a couple of the consequences therein. So, as always, I'm going to get into this and show you where the Word of the Lord is in it and what the principles of Scripture say about it and what we should do with it and how we can actually glorify the Lord even in this age where you see this, this almost seemingly nonstop and incessant march and progress of the woke left or social Marxists, if you will. So, from the New York Post a couple of days ago, it was reported that a total of 20, I'm sorry, 1,286 NYPD officers were injured in battles with suspects over the last quarter of 2023. So that brought the final tally to a record, 5,363 injured cops you know, trying to make arrests. And that's what the department data shows, and that's according to the New York Post. Well, listen, guys, I'm no mathematician. Obviously, theology is, is uh, more my strong suit. <laughs> but looking at the math of this tells me that that means nearly 15 police officers a day were injured in New York while trying to arrest criminals last year. Now, granted, of course, people are innocent until proven guilty. But for, for what it's worth, if you're in a fight with the police so much that you injure them, that is a criminal offense in and of itself. So I'm going to refer to them as evildoers because they're not obeying the governing authorities and they're in a battle with police to the point where the police are actually injured in trying to arrest them when there are other options, in particular, the option of legal representation in a civil society, not to actually be fighting with the police. So again, we can safely assume that these people who literally injure police officers, regardless of whatever crime that caused, or alleged crime that caused the interaction, that these guys are criminals. So, there's no denying that America is headed down a treacherous path. This is an example, wherein, by rejecting God and his life-giving word, we've embraced the spirit of anarchy. That's what we're seeing. The woke left is the advance guard of the rising spirit of savagery and the crazed sexuality that's sweeping across the country. That's what we're seeing. The spirit of the day is everyone's doing what's right in their own eyes, right? That's the theme of the book of Judges that appears in chapter 21, verse 25. So the only evil that we see today is telling people what's in the Bible, <laughs> right? The, the only evil is telling people what is right in God's eyes. That's considered evil to this culture. So righteousness is called evil when a culture turns against God. And we're living out Romans 132 right now. The woke left is forever and everywhere offended, and yet God's offense of sin is written off altogether. We live in a former Christian republic that's gone totally apostate politically, and it comprehensively believes in the humanistic idol state. All right, that's absolutely the truth right now. Like apostate Israel longed for the security of slavery in Egypt once they were in the wilderness. You know, they talked about, hey, at least we had three square meals a day and all that. Um, and, they, and they wanted that over against the freedom 
of following the Lord on the other side of the Red Sea? Modern sinners yearn for a totalitarian state so long as that state takes care of their material needs and they cheer on their sexual sins, right? So think about what happened at the foot of the mountain. Moses comes down the mountain with the Ten Commandments and the Israelites are worshiping Baal and they're engaging in grotesque forms of sexual worship. They're, in other words, this, the principles from Romans 1 is that refusing to acknowledge God and give thanks, we exchange the truth for a lie. We become futile in our thinking. And we, we don't give worship to God, but we start worshiping created things. And then right away, it goes into sexual sin. The connection is refusing to acknowledge God and give thanks to Him. We become futile in our thinking. We exchange the truth about God for a lie. We begin to worship things rather than God who gave us these things. And then we turn into sexual perversions. That's exactly what America is doing. So, and that's exactly what you saw Israel do. And when they get to the wilderness, freedom requires responsibility. They hate that because there is obvious risk in it, if you look at it that way. And they demand that there be no risk in their lives. So, that's a cosmic joke, right, on, on personal anarchy, that is sexual deviancy, deviancy, is that it leads to the embrace of political slavery. Man the sinner wants God to approve of his sin. Since he won't, and he withholds his blessings and promises judgment for sin, man the sinner attempts to establish the idle state to provide for and protect him in all of that sin. That's what we're seeing. That's why you're seeing this oddity this apparent contradiction of people who demand choice in every form of sexual perversity, but then vote themselves into slavery, vote themselves into sin, or uh, into government control and regulation. The idle state is a rational implication of self-worship and one's war on God and his moral law. Self-worship leads invariably to self-destruction because this is God's world. Just as gravity is a law we shouldn't challenge to a contest, God's law is unrelenting too. The thing is, America presumes that God's kindness and forbearance mean that he's not there. Right? Those things are meant to lead us to repentance, Romans 2, verse 4. But the fact that God's patience means that he's lovingly giving people a chance to repent is, is, is ignored. We're actually storing up wrath for ourselves. The fact that the Lord's Son rose upon the unjust today and so many other blessings rained down upon everybody, good friends, right, good food, nature, all of that's meant to bring us to repentance and worship the Lord. Again, America is gaining speed in our mad dash for the cliff of utter ruination. There, I mean, these are warning signs of the wrath to come as God gives us over to the consequences of our sin. Again, he still continues to send tender mercy so that sinners would know that he is beautiful and he's loving. He's a beautiful and loving God. And he sends his church out into the world like sheep to be slaughtered, Romans 8.36, so that the good news of the gospel is preached. Okay, that's what's going on. And that's what I'm doing right now. That's what you're doing. And he makes his appeal to the lost world through us. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Or 2 Corinthians 5, verses 20 through 21, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. 
we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see what's going on? We persuade, we implore, we correct, we debate. There's no force being used. There's no regulation. That's the thing about what's going on in America and, and the, the dying and decaying Western democracies, as I call it. They are sinful states that would look to, to protect people from the consequences of sin and protect them from having to be responsible and having them to be free in the Lord by regulation and taxation, by a comfortable slavery. But the church comes out and it persuades people. There's no force. There's no regulation. You're free to ignore the Lord as you are right now. That's one of the beauties of Jesus Christ. He went willingly to the cross. But there's a day coming when all of that's going to end. That's the final judgment. Until that time, Christians and the church go and persuade by preaching the gospel. So the church that doesn't preach this reconciliation to the fallen world is no church at all. Today's a day of grace. Yeah, America needs a new president, like a diabetic needs a new diet. But her politics, her Joe Bidens, her Planned Parenthoods, porn hubs and all that, those are symptoms of the true problem, which is the refusal to worship and thank the Lord. That's Romans 1.21. A new man in Washington is useless unless America repents and renounces this old demon in new clothes. We call it wokeism today. A man dying of cancer can be cured by, I'm sorry, a, a man dying of cancer can't be cured by aspirin. Likewise, America needs that cancer of unbelief destroyed. How shall this be done? Through force? Through regulation? No, it's done by tearing down the left's philosophical strongholds on our hearts and our minds, and then primarily, culturally, in the schools. The church must recognize that she's a church, and she's the church militant. Bringing the gospel truth, which is the sword of the Spirit, the only offensive weapon Christians have is the sword of the Spirit, the word of the Lord. And that is the biblical philosophy of life. And bring it to America's modern synagogues of Satan, which are our schools and universities. And those synagogues, right, they're teaching false religion. And it is a religion of racial Darwinism slash Marxism. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, otherwise known as DEI, are literally the 666 counterfeit gospel of humanism. And Christians must take no quarter in their spiritual battle against this old demon in our modern, modern time. The battle against flesh and blood, although it will and is, bursting out around us in all of these physical ways, such as uh, uh, people attacking the police, um, <clears throat> that's the root of it. The root of it is a spiritual issue. The way to defeat sin's consequences, that's not through politics or mental health or what have you. The battle has already been won on the cross. We preach Christ crucified. That's the way to beat back America's pending collapse, through preaching Christ crucified. First to ourselves, our families, our churches, and then bring that message out into everything else we're doing. So yeah, we, we surely collapse unless we repent as a nation. I mean, America will be taken in an evil net. Her feet will suddenly slip unless she repents. And how will she repent unless she's told? Romans 10, verses 14 and 15, 
how then will they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how are they going to believe in him on whom they've never heard? And how are they going to hear without someone preaching? And how are they going to preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Isn't that great? That's a marvelous message. So America's cities, like New York, are seeing the advance waves of anarchy that will only get worse outside of Christ. The high priests in our schools and universities are teaching the false doctrines of humanism. And indeed, they are high priests. Make no mistake, all instructors teach their students the philosophy of life. What or whom is ultimate? That's behind everything people teach. Where did everyone and everything come from? How do we know the truth? What's right and wrong? These questions are only answered logically in Christ. But every day our classrooms and lecture halls either preach openly against God or in alleged neutrality. In both cases, the false god of humanism is conveyed and every student assumes that they can and must live by what's right in their own eyes. Worse still, DEI teaches sinister lies about human nature and authority. Being a counterfeit gospel, it replaces the fact of universal sin, and that's proven, by the way, by the fact that everybody dies. It replaces that with systemic racism or what we're calling white privilege. The problem presupposes the type of savior one needs. If racism is one's central problem rather than sin, then government is one's Messiah and not Christ. If climate change is the world's great eschatological crisis and not Judgment Day, Washington is the answer rather than Calvary. The ramifications of counterfeit gospels play out in real time. Injured police officers duking it out in the street with evildoers is evidence that humanism's handmaiden, DEI, has raised up a generation that sees rightful authority as evil, not good. To say that the criminals should be terrified of the police is evil in today's modern ear. To say that shoplifters and trespassers should be quickly apprehended and punished severely is madness to the self-worshipper because they insist that there is no transcendent moral law at all. The only law that they have is that you can't worship the Lord, you can't mention the Bible, you can't preach the gospel. Everything else is on the table. Everything else is fine, but Christ is not. And so, let's say, let's say there's a shoplifter, and I say that he needs to be apprehended quickly, and if he resists, they should be summarily smacked around by the governing authorities. <laughs> That's scriptural. By the beating of a fool, the simple are warned. And the humanist is aghast. What does police brutality? They're the ones fighting with the police. They need to lose that battle. Because when the criminals are not afraid of the police, what do you think that does to innocent people who can't really fight back? That is an unloving thing. It's an unloving thing to support anarchy. So, again, here is the truth. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. We should have no fear of the one who is in authority, then do what is good. And you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but to also 
do it for the sake of conscience. Now, I just read to you Romans 13, verses 1 through 5. Don't want to be afraid of the police? Then don't break the law. How do we know what the law is? God has told us what the law is in his moral law. There's individuals who say they're afraid of Christian nationalism. Um, well, you mean the Christian nationalism that provided the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, that there needs to be a separation of powers and rule of law, and, and that they were trying to establish a more perfect unity through that law? God's law is perfect and holy and good. Man's law is always tyrannical. It's, it, it offers the false, the, the, well, taking, the, taking the fruit of a tree, it offers the false beauty and freedom of sin and vice, and it delivers you into the slaveries of addiction, of tyranny, of slavery. God's law is perfect and holy and good. The civil magistrate, the government, is God's servant, established for our good. It is neutral insofar as it doesn't get into, into the, the theological issues. It simply punishes criminals. That is, if you will, real Christian nationalism. So, if you do wrong, be afraid. Why? Because God has given his avenger, the civil magistrate, the sword, gun, or club, pepper spray, the fist. In rejecting God, we've rejected his moral law. Why are these scofflaws fighting with the police? Because they've been taught that there is no God, and that the civil magistrate isn't his avenger, but is some form of the, the, the enforcement arm of a tyrannical power of the system that they never define. All is his, and they can only punish those who do evil according to his principles. That's the truth of it. Not man's ever-shifting ideas of right and wrong. That's Romans 2, 14 and 15, by the way. But even Christians don't believe this today. The myth of neutrality is that, that you can't bring Christ into politics. That's the myth of neutrality. God is God for everything. Abraham Kuyper said it perfectly. There isn't a single part of creation and reality over which the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't say, Mine. That's the problem. This is called syncretism in the Old Testament, and it's evil. True love is abiding by the whole counsel of God. It isn't love to tell people that God is neutral regarding sin, nor is it loving to merely preach the gospel of Christ, but then not call out specific evil of which men must repent, in this case, syncretism and state idolatry. Today it's the Marxist principles at the core of schools and the media and government. God's authority is total and real. All authority has been given to Jesus Christ in heaven and on earth. Matthew 28, 18-20. So go and make disciples of all men. And his church must call America to account for its idolatry and sin. And the answer, of course, is repentance. If they won't repent, well, well, we're not to beat them up. <laughs> we're not to pass laws that they have to attend church or anything like that. There's, if law could fix man's heart, the Old Testament would have been totally different and there would be no Jesus Christ dying on the cross. But grace and faith, that's the key. The gospel of Jesus Christ, for the righteousness of God has been revealed to us through faith. The answer to abortion is to stop worshiping pleasure and sex and return to biblical marriage. Right? The answer to the national debt is for people to understand real economics, biblical economics, and the true nature of government, real free markets, and, and the real civil magistrate. Rampant government corruption is only possible if a free people have sold their birthright for a bowl of stew. Remember Jacob and Esau in Genesis 25. 
But make no mistake, America is like Esau, panting in the heat like an animal, while monstrous politicians parcel out their freedom, and their children's freedom too. Only in faith did America rise to such heights, and only in renewed faith will she come back. Thus the church and all believers should know that the gospel of Jesus Christ isn't a political party, but it will lead, blessedly, to a good and true governor, which is Christ and his word law, over all things. So remember, if we're going to be, if we're going to stave off a collapse in our personal lives and our families, and then again in our towns and cities and nation, we must abide by God's moral law. And to do that, we must preach the obedience of faith. That's what the church is doing. People don't know how to live godly lives. They've been lied to. They've been lied to, and they're, and they're embracing a counterfeit gospel of diversity, equity, inclusion. They think they're doing the right thing. That's what sin does. It's a deceiver. The, say, that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light is exactly what this world's falling for. So we need to go out and illuminate that and preach the true gospel over against that critical error of our time, and that is the cultural Marxism of our time. And again, remember that even in doing so, we're saved. If the, if the culture does, if, if God sees fit in his loving wisdom and sovereignty that America must fall and the West must fracture, his church, the gates of hell won't prevail against it. But whatever the case, we must stand with the Lord. We must choose this day whom we will serve and, and get out of that myth of neutrality, that God's word isn't sovereign over everything. And that is the answer to it. And so we can even now praise the Lord, even as we see the country fracturing and, and all of the, the insanity that we see around us, we still see God's truth reigning over all of that and God's blessings coming down upon sinners that shows us how patient our Heavenly Father is. Maybe you're struggling with a sin yourself and you're saved. Be encouraged by God's patience and forbearance and have that lead to a life of gratitude. So that's why I said that at the beginning of this, that yeah, some of this is bad news, it's tough to hear, but the, the good news is that the bad news is always superseded by Christ and his gospel. Okay, so I do hope this is helpful and edifying and encouraging, and uh, I, I certainly encourage you to go over to whatsoeverstrue.com and check out the blog, a lot of free reading material over there, and check out the new YouTube page where there's some videos up there too. You, let's just look up what's over through on YouTube and you'll get it. Um, I'm still putting more stuff up there and hopefully I will catch up with like this stuff and the blog over there at YouTube. Anyway, thanks guys again and may God bless you all.